Hello, and welcome to the show Gold Squadron Gaze. It's the podcast where two Star Wars-loving gays break down each episode of their favorite Star Wars TV shows, while also being gay as hell. I'm your host, Bradley Brower. And I'm Charles Rogers. Welcome back to another bonus episode of... We have a lot to say on this, but not enough for a full episode. (laughs) Halloween Uh, edition. (laughs) Halloween edition. (laughs) Yes, because this is this is, I believe, dropping on Halloween. I think we're gonna put. Yes, this. happy Halloween, everybody! Happy Halloween! Uh, I hope you get everything you want from your candy bucket and your uh, heavy drinking and slutty. <laughs> what do people do on Halloween, Bradley? Uh, I don't remember actually. I, think I have no were... recollection of any of my Halloweens. I think when you were a kid, it was about candy, and now it's about getting naked in the freezing cold and getting drunk. Okay. Well. <laughs> Amazing. I love being an adult, don't you? On the one hand, bills. On the other hand, Uber, home from the bar. Right, exactly. Love it. <laughs> but we also have, uh, a little bit early, we do have new Star Wars content to celebrate Halloween, which strange, kind of a strange holiday that they picked to do mm-hmm. this but i guess it makes sense they did the holiday special for crisp sorry life day last year right and so i guess this year they're like well let's do a different holiday theoretically does that mean that they're not gonna do another christmas one or do you think they'll do like a second christmas one? like they'll do like the holiday special too i would like them like i almost kind of want to see them do like different holidays but there aren't really that many that you can do that would be super universal like that. Like I mean, you have yeah. Halloween, Thanksgiving, okay. Christmas, mm. Easter slash some sort of spring festival. Right. Maybe that that could be the, the third one to complete this trilogy. All, all of these things you're mentioning are all like Western like ideas. They're that not, is no. true. <laughs> that is true. I, don't I mean, know. maybe, maybe they should, maybe they should do a Lego special for every federal holiday, which federal falls holiday on perfect. every day, so or nationally and, recognized holiday, and they'll they'll all be parodies of something, so it'll all be a different thing. They'll all just take a parody of whatever. So Flag Day, they'll just do. It'll be like <laughs> uh, Maz Katana's like little uh, lobby area of her house, and then it's just all the flags that are hanging up around. Maz Kanata goes around and explains the stories of the flags, and then turns into a giant mecha robot at the there end. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Which perfect. is as good a transition as any to talk about terrifying tales three terrifying tales three terrifying tales which is the new lego special that released a little while ago we've been so busy with the mandalorian that we didn't really talk about it that much Mm -hmm. uh but yeah short 45 minute film set after the rise of skywalker which is it interesting to you bradley that both of the lego specials that they've done are set post rise of skywalker you know i was just talking to somebody about this today um that it is i don't think it's weird because obviously disney's making these but i do think it's strange because i think they're kind of hinting at this like not expanded universe but you know what i mean like they're they're gonna start telling story they're trying to like dip their toes in telling stories post rise of skywalker yeah like it almost feels like they're kind of poking the line just a little bit because they're hesitant to do anything i think you know, because they want to let it marinate for a bit. They don't just right. want to immediately jump, you know, another 30 years into the future. 
But on the other hand, it is interesting when I was watching the special back today to get ready to record how much they referenced the events of the sequel films, especially in the opening bit. Uh, Grimala talks about Exegol, mm-hmm. uh, Poe being at Exegol, Starkiller Base. There's like a specific line. It's like, I'll show you the dark side or something. That's like a direct quote. So I personally love that because I, I look at it as there's kids right now that the sequel films are their first Star Wars. It's their Star Wars they're growing up with. So it's sort of neat that the Lego specials kind of assume that that's their target audience. Right. So that's a lot of the references that they're going to make are going to be toward the films that they can assume the kids probably are the most likely to have seen. But this one runs the whole gambit. I think the only thing that maybe not be mentioned is Rebels. Yeah, because, yeah, as long as yeah Chopper didn't show up, so then it's probably like the only reference that's not in those. <laughs> yeah, Rebels, Rebels Resistance and Mandalorian didn't get... Um, mentions but they they kind of do a clone wars slash prequels thing they do an original trilogy thing i just realized that each of the three tales is set in one of the three film eras what's the first one kylo so so that's that's the kylo ren lost mm-hmm. boys uh parody okay and then that's the sequel trilogy right then we have maul and grievous which is prequel era kind of clone wars era oh. and then we have the monkeys paw which was in the original original era. era. Interesting. I never, you know, I didn't catch that, but yeah, they're all I'm just now realizing that as I, as I say these words out loud. It's so weird when you like go back and you think about the things that you didn't realize until like, there's this silly little special like this. And you're like, wow, they really put so much effort into this. And you don't even think about it. This thing is jam packed. It's amazing. I was watching it back at work today to prepare to, to record this podcast and like I knew, I knew where all the jokes were. I knew what it was. I'd already listened to multiple podcasts recapping this thing. Mm-hmm. And I pl- started playing it back. I'm still cracking up. I'm sitting at my desk trying to hold in a laugh, like pinching my nose, like, don't laugh, don't laugh, don't laugh. Which, uh, as you could probably hear from my voice, was not a fun experience to have to hold my nose closed right now. <laughs> But it's still, it's hilarious because it's jam-packed with references. It's Mm -hmm. jam-packed with jokes. Uh, Like a minute doesn't go by where something doesn't happen. I guess we can go ahead and start with me just asking, Bradley, what did you think of the special? It was good. I kind of found myself dipping out, in and out. Like I kind of go going in and out of interest. Unlike the holiday special, I think, which for me was obviously, it was like one story you know, one linear kind of story of Ray kind of time traveling or whatever the plot was. But this one was because it was the three different stories. I guess I kind of lost interest if I didn't care about the story or I kind of like went in and out depending on what was happening on screen. So it just depends. I mean, like, I think like the first one was interesting to me because it was kind of delving more into Kylo's backstory a little bit. So I liked that. Yeah, and we'll we'll touch on that. And then I liked the Darth Maul and Grievous one, because those are some of my favorite characters. But the Luke one didn't really get me because it was just kind of just a, not a retelling, but it was just like a quick like recap of the old movies with a slight twist to it. So I don't know. That one just didn't get me. I was actually funny enough. That was more of like a what if episode. Um, <laughs> so there's your Star Wars. God. What if people? 
God. Can we stop using what if as shorthand for alternate universe? Like it's taken over. Like I've been having to hear the term AU for the last, I feel like 15 years. And now it's suddenly been replaced by, oh, it's a what if. I will say I really liked it. I love the Lego stuff that gets put out. Uh, It puts me in the mindset because I am a Lego collector. And I have been since 1999. Well, I've been collecting Legos for longer than that, but I've been collecting Star Wars Legos since 1999. And it really feels like to me the kind of stupid shit that like my brother and I would have come up with, like sitting there playing with Legos. What if there was a hut and he turned uh, Darth Vader's castle into a hotel and it's a spoof on consumerist culture uh, with the... Can we talk about how wonderful Grabala the Hut is? I will say this once, and I that's I'll shut up about it after that. But why are there no more hut characters in any of the franchise stuff now? Like I love hut characters. Like bring them back. Grabala is like I'm a hut. The only thing I fear is poor cash flow. I died. <laughs> I died <laughs> laughing. I, I will, you know what he, he reminded me of the last hut that we saw in Clone Wars. He's very sassy. He's very zero. like, yeah. He the reminded Truman me Capote of Capote hut. Right. So I love the that there's all these personalities of huts, right? Like they all have these wild different personalities. And I think because Jabba was such a like a one-note kind of you know gangster kind of character versus these other ones who are all very lively and they have all these really good character moments and i want more huts in my star wars do so do you want like the ab huts from the comics do you want the huts with like the the eight pack abs if 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 handled correctly and the cgi is not terrible then i would say yes um i prefer if they kind of with huts i i hope they would stick to predominantly practical effects just because it would be just more a nice nod to the classic you know i don't want them to do like if they're gonna do you know rippling abs huts then i don't want them to be completely 100 cgi and like running on screen you know i want them to be relatively slow and thoughtful in the special effects like i don't want it to look too weird or too transformery yeah, because there's one in the comics, the one that I think has the abs is the one that's got like the robotic legs oh. that carry him around. It's The comics have some weird shit in them, like yeah. super weird shit. Grabala is not original to Terrifying Tales. Grabala is a, a recurring minor villain character throughout the entire sort of Lego-verse. Mm. He's in Freemaker Adventures. He's in... Uh, all-stars he's wonderful and just every time he shows up I'm like I love you you are incredible <laughs> so I was really happy to see Grabala again also like this is the endless spoofs of like the gift shop and the capitalist like the bit where he jumps in is like all treasures are discovered a property of Grabala Enterprises LLC <laughs> like, every line is quotable every line from this guy is quotable I love he's it. incredible uh, I do have to ask Bradley, sort of on on the topic of the parodies, how many of them did you get? Okay, wait, let me look back at my little, I only made notes on like what each parody was. So I'm trying to think like, so I only got, let's see, one, one, <laughs> one, one, two. 
Two. Okay. Two. What were the two okay. that you got? So uh, the two that I even understood were, well, I, after looking back, I looked up Easter eggs after this, um, after I watched it. But I, so I kind of got more after I watched it. I was like, oh, that's what that was. Um, I got the Nightmare on M- uh, Elm Street, or I guess a Nightmare on Star Wars Street. Um, yes. So I got that one. That was uh, during Kylo Ren's dream. That's what they were parroting. And then I got the uh, the battle droid uh, trying to break his way into the door from The Shining, um, sticking his head through the saying, so there's one, one, three, eight, five, two, seven. <laughs> oh, my God. Some of these, like I look at some of the parodies, I'm like, clearly these are intended for adults because like what kid is going to have seen The Lost Boys? No, like, not, not a single kid that is alive right now. It's one of those, like, uh, <laughs> something that the the special did really well that I really liked is it's still mm-hmm. entertaining if you don't get the parodies. So I have not seen The Lost Boys. Okay. And I missed the Nightmare on Elm Street thing because I was too caught up in how creepy that scene is in the context of having read The Rise of Kylo Ren, uh, which, again, pen in that, we'll come back to that in a minute. Okay. I I got the Frankenstein, so I got Frankenstein reference with uh, Grievous. With Grievous, yeah. Also, I love that they explicitly identify him by his legend's name, which I don't think they do anywhere in the actual canon. I don't think so. I think this is the first like canon adjacent mention. Obviously, this is not non-canon, but it's the closest we've gotten. So obviously I got Frankenstein. I got the monkey's paw because I've read the short story because I've been through the American public education system. I got Night of the Living Dead and I got uh, The Shining and Lord of the Rings. There's a Lord of the Rings reference at the end. Those are the ones I got. But this thing is just jam-packed full of them. Like, absolutely. I could sit here and list them off all day. I won't, but I could. (laughs) You could. Uh, I do want to return real fast to that, that Rise of Kylo Ren thing. Because yes. in addition to the Kyram Jai Shalal being mentioned explicitly by name, this is also our first like non-comics appear, like Lego bringing over something from not the movies or TV shows in the form of Rent. And the way that the Lost Boy parody plays out is kind of shockingly close to how the Rise of Kylo Ren comic like obviously it's it's massively different in terms of exactly what happens but the whole idea of ren like being a bad influence on it and him and then like kylo kills him and takes his place yeah that's like yeah (laughs) that's pretty much what happened and i was kind of shocked sitting here watching it like wow somebody somebody writing this script read things that weren't the movies and put them in i'm kind of impressed by that actually well, I'm impressed that, like, I again, I haven't seen The Lost Boys, but I, I, I would be impressed because from what I can tell, they did a pretty good job of parodying The Lost Boys. And so I, I'm impressed that they were able to parody that story while also getting close to the actual canon story of how Kylo Ren becomes Kylo Ren. And I don't know, I mean, that's just creative. Like, if you can make them the same thing, it's just, it's just strange. And I like how, at least in this, even though it's done in a funny way, I love how the Knights of Ren actually do something in this yes. story. <laughs> yes. I like that they're given personalities um, right. and names and they contribute some role to the story. 
uh, other than just sort of existing and standing there ominously while the camera swoops over them. Right. That was nice. I love the um the joke in that uh in that bit where uh Kylo says, uh, how long did he train on Dagobah? Like 20 minutes. 20 minutes. <laughs> oh Lord. The the franchise taking pot shots at itself. There's That's two so things funny. I love when Star Wars does. Take pot shots at capitalism and take pot shots at itself. And this special did both of them. I love it. It's personally my favorite joke in the whole thing. Had to be the bit where Palpatine like shoves shoves Maul off the rooftop and starts whistling the Imperial March. And mm-hmm. then he kind of like picks up the saber and kind of does a motion with his hand that's like, boom right as he falls like he knew exactly he shoved people off so much he knows exactly when they're going to hit the ground (laughs) but this is this does not slow down at all like it's joke after joke after joke after joke after joke and it's hilarious absolutely hilarious i'm trying to avoid saying too much of the jokes because they're just unbelievably funny I mean, the one the one that just stands out to me that I'll just say, I'm, I don't, I don't want to go through all of them, but the one that stands out to me is probably my favorite from the last story where uh, Luke is about to jump over the um, trend or whatever it is. And then he, uh, Darth Vader gives him a kiss for good luck. Like that is probably the funniest shit because it's so meta that it's not like, it's funny because not only is it the same thing that happened, right? In the original, like, but it's also that it's, again, his own family member giving him a kiss and swinging across. So instead of his sister, it's his father. Like, it's just funny. Like Such a well thought out. Like, I genuinely want to know how much work was put into just specific lines. Every line in this special is loaded. Yeah. Like, just absolutely loaded with meta commentary. And then the delivery on them, like, the voice actors in this are mm-hmm. unbelievable. Yeah. Like, they got, I'm pretty sure, and, and I didn't take any any necessarily notes on this, but I'm just remembering off the cuff, pretty sure that that's Sam Witwer voicing Maul and Barbara Goodson voicing Mother Talzin. So the actual Clone Wars voice actors playing those characters. The other one that I remember off the bat is they have Matt Sloan playing Darth Vader, who mm-hmm. he plays Darth Vader in everything. Uh, but most famously, he got his start playing a uh, voicing Darth Vader in the Chad Vader web series. And then Lucasfilm was like, Oh, you do a pretty good Darth Vader. Let's hire you to do force unleashed. But this, this thing is just stacked with these incredible voice talents. The, the kid, the 14 year old kid that plays Dean. Uh-huh. So good. Like, so, so, I, was th- so compelling I was thinking about, in that I was part. thinking about that character. Cause I was thinking like, do you think they'll bring that character into something else? I really hope so. Like, one of the things with Freemaker Adventures that mm-hmm. I feel they missed, Grabala the Hutt is canon. He was mentioned okay. in a reference book. Grabala the Hutt exists in the canon universe. This is as good a time as any to talk about how canon works in these. Right. So when they were making the three Freemaker Adventures, they got a lot of questions about, is this canon? Is this canon? Is this canon? And the answer they gave was it's kind of canon adjacent. The way I've always viewed the Lego films and the Lego sort of specials and things is that they are a like a small child with their legos 
recreating and embellishing events that actually happened. Some events through the special might be things that have happened and these mm-hmm. characters might exist in the universe. But what we're seeing on screen is some kid going, but then they're also on Tatooine and Luke Skywalker is there and he has uh, two lightsabers for some reason because it's kid logic. They're just going to throw that in there. Like they're going to redo the scenes and they're going to quote unquote, they're going to make it better from their perspective. So that's what we're seeing. So like maybe, maybe Poe did crash land on Mustafar and did meet a kid named Dean and that kid could show up later on, but did they do an extended uh, parody of the Lord of the Rings? Probably where they tossed Vinay into the lava. Probably not. No. I mean, it's fun. It's just fun. It's, you know, it's fun. It's, yeah, it's like a very the thing I appreciate about Lego is the childlike mentality of it, because I think that something is as, as adult Star Wars fans, we got to remember the way that this franchise is being viewed by its target demo is very different than the way that we are viewing it. Mm-hmm. So this is the kind of thing that you would if you give a little kid a couple of Lego sets and tell them to make up a story. This this probably is this the is kind of thing they that they're going right. to make it up. I do hope like. Especially if the Lego sort of verse continues, because All Stars was a continuation of Freemaker Adventures. Grabala has now obviously shown up in Terrifying Tales. I'm almost kind of hoping they continue the Legos as like a side, continue making that sort of side universe. Because it's it's just fun. You guys remember fun, right? Never heard we of know it. What, we know what fun is. <laughs> we watch a movie and we can have fun with it. No, no, you're Star oh. Wars fans, so you don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Okay. Um, were you excited to see a Mother Talzin Lego minifig in this? Yes! And voiced by Barbara Goodson. Oh. Yeah, I looked it up. Yeah, so it's uh, Sam Witwer is Darth Maul and she is uh, Mother Talzin. So there you go. Yes. Oh, God. I loved it. I just loved every time somebody popped up, like yeah. randomly. I love, uh, I'm not going to spoil because it's one of my favorite moments, um, but when Leia shows up in the monkey's paw and who's in the x-wings with her who's taking the wedge uh role in that yeah i about died i thought that was wonderful i was looking i was going of course like i want to know this story i want to know what happened here are you telling me you want to know what if something happened Like yeah. what, what if, if you get fucked? Ben How does that Kenobi, sound? What if Ben Kenobi actually met up with Leia and joined the Oh movie? now you just spoiled it for the listeners. Good good job. Oh I'm sorry I spoiled the children's <laughs> sorry, Lego spin-off. The, the show. one time I'm trying to not say the thing. Oh my god. Oh my no, god. No, overall, like I loved seeing those little things pop up. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love seeing the like references to other things. I had just read The Rise of Kylo Ren too. So when they announced Ren was going to be in it and voiced by Christian's fucking Slater. Yeah. Like they got JD to come be the voice of this character. Is, is yeah, that, that in that, itself a reference? Well, that's a big ask, right? Because think about it. That's a minor character that you got like a pretty decent sized star to do. So it's like, do they have plans to bring ren later on you know and like hey he's already casted like it's kind of like a nice 
I would like to see them, and this is just an in general thing. Like I loved when they brought in Cobb Vance because I love the aftermath books. Yeah. I love seeing Ren in this uh, because I thought the Rise of Kylo Ren comic one, Charles Soule is just an absolutely fantastic writer. Uh, but on top of that, I thought it did a really good job of elaborating a bit on Ben Solo's fall to the dark side. Uh, like that's what supplementary material does. It takes the things that the films don't bother to explain and explains it. I do hope we see this trend of characters moving between media. Hmm. And I've said this for Mandalorian. I loved when Saw Gerrera showed up in Rogue One. So I am hoping we do see more of that as time yeah. progresses. Well, I, I hope they show up in the other medium because, you know, we have the shows like Mandalorian and now Book of Boba coming up and then um, hopefully other shows in the future uh, that one or two. technically one or two um, that might be coming. Um, yeah, so maybe, you know, randoms will show up and we don't know who, but I definitely think that, especially with these, you know, they're kind of opening the door for that, especially if they're showing us characters that we haven't seen before, but are clearly alive or whatever, were alive right. at one point or whatever. Like they're there, they're in the comics, they're in these things. So they're, they could show up anytime. We never know. Where's my live action Dr. Afro? Hell, where's my Lego parody of Dr. Afro? Dr. Afro would make such an amazing Lego parody. <laughs> If you do like an Indiana Jones parody type thing with her, like Lego, Lego, get on this. Well, now that they've done, you know, this spooky, you know, retelling of this uh, General Grievous versus Darth Maul. Now I want a General Grievous backstory TV show. Like I want him as a non-robot. Genuinely, that was interesting that they mentioned his name Kyram Jaishalal, and they mentioned him being rebuilt when people thought he was dead. So here's the thing with Grievous, right? So his canon backstory is that he was this unnamed warrior that we don't know the name of, uh, and he wanted to fight Jedi better. So he kept replacing himself with cybernetic parts, and now he's a cyborg. The Legends backstory for him, which I personally like a lot better, cast him as a much more tragic figure Basically, he went to work for Sandhill and the Banking Clan. Uh, this is off the cuff, by the way. So feel free to at me on Twitter if I'm wrong. He goes to work for Sandhill and the Banking Clan and Count Dooku and then basically orchestrate for him to get super injured in a shuttle crash. And the Banking Clan comes in and lies to him, tells him a bunch of lies about what happens. Like, we can rebuild you. And then they rebuild him as the cyborg. So it's kind of interesting that certain elements of that got brought over and referenced in this special i don't know maybe we will see some general grievous backstory here because they've never really explored that and they're kind of poking around at that era a little bit so i'm curious whether or not we will see that in some form well unless you have any other references uh oh i have a shit ton of references but we are not (laughs) going to go through them this is a bonus episode right (laughs) that is meant to be about half the length of a normal episode no i I mean, that's basically all of my thoughts on it. Is it absolutely fantastic Lego special? A lot of fun. Uh, the kind of thing that you could show to your kids, but also the adults in the room are going to appreciate on a different level, which is sort of the perfect kind of all ages entertainment where it genuinely is for all ages. I love the Legoverse in general. I think it's absolutely hilarious. And go watch Freemaker Adventures and All Stars. Grabala is in that too. It is a good series of shows. Bradley, what are your final thoughts on the terrifying tales? 
Final thoughts. Uh, I love the Vinay character. He's fun. Uh, Dean character, maybe, possibly, hopefully he shows up again um, as a nice little, like, you know, not a adopted son of Poe, but like a kind of, you know, like, as, you know, kind of, maybe I, the, I see myself in this kid, you know, who's clearly like some kind of either orphan or whatever, has a family who doesn't really take care of him because he has a fucking job with a hut. Um, also, I would love to see uh, the droid show up again. Uh, N-I-L-8 would be great to show up again. That N-I-L-8. Would, uh, yeah, that's uh, that's my final thought on the episode. <laughs> N-I-L-8. Canonize N-I-L-8. Yes. N-I-L-8. Jesus. These Justice for N-I-L-8. Justice for N-I-L-8. Okay. <laughs> okay. We're going to go ahead and end the bonus episode now. Bye.